welcome to the Online Friends Simulator, because everyone could use a friend, even online. I am Francis, a.k.a. The Other Guy. Thank you for tuning in, sharing OFS with others, and continuing to write in. This is that little digital coffee shop where you can find a friendly voice in an increasingly unfriendly world. So, hi. How are you folks? How is life? Hope has been treating you well. Um, before I get into everything, I just wanted to thank everyone who uh, did reach out to me after the last Friends simula Simulator. <clears throat> uh, thank you for checking up on me and making sure I was okay. Uh, as you can tell, I'm still here. I'm okay. <laughs> still having immense uh, anxiety, chest tightening business and whatnot, and I'm all sorts of messed up still, but not as bad as I was. Um, I'm learning to adapt, to cope, um, because I, yeah, a lot's going on. Stuff that I'm not, uh, I'm just not going to spew on here quite yet, but maybe at some point I will, I think. For now, let's just do this, shall we? Oh, great. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I say, we should do this, shall we? And have zero things prepped. So let me get this going. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine-ish. Uh, fine-ish. <laughs> I'm doing okay, I guess, Han. Um, I am doing a little bit better than the last time we spoke. Like I said, I'm still a bit of a mess. And, but I'm a more controlled mess. Um, as someone who doesn't really want to air all of his dirty laundry on air, let's just say that I'm a slow learner and that I'm ready to find some medicinal peace, <laughs> uh, and continue to be the other guy. But I'll talk about that, um, in the topic at hand. Um, but, uh, speaking of the other guy, speaking of that name, um, I've actually, weirdly enough, I've been thinking a lot about, that being my name. Um, like, it was a, just a joke, I guess, when it first started. Um, but, you know, I've had this name. I've been calling myself this on this show and, and others for a very long time. And I never really talked about it. Like, I've never really discussed it since its inception. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just thought maybe just as a little aside, I talk about it now. Um See, I was doing a podcast, my first one, actually, called Geek Love Radio, which I didn't realize was already a show that existed like six years prior. <laughs> and I had two co-hosts who had um, pseudonyms for names. Uh, I had my longtime podcasting partner, Dave, the drummer. And at the time, I also had Danny, the universe. And look, these are two people uh, whom I, of course, adore. Uh, but at the time, I was the only one using my full real name. And there's there's nothing wrong with using my real name. I use it all the time on other podcasts. I have other nicknames on other shows as well. I just knew going into podcasting uh, that I'd just be me. Because podcasting was my therapy. Uh, but then when my co-hosts both went under pseudonyms, I kind of started to feel left out. So, 
on a whim on one episode. I forget which one. I just decided to take on the moniker of the other guy. So I was just Francis the other guy thinking, hey, you know, um, why not? There's Dave the drummer. There's Danny in the universe. And then I would introduce myself, Francis, and I'm the other guy, you know, because we already had one guy that I mentioned, you know. And that's well, that was what I was known uh, as when I started branching out to other shows and doing other podcasts. Um, but then when I tried to use it for like social media and stuff, someone already had it. Someone already was called the other guy. So I had to be AKA the other guy. Uh, and it was just a weird name that kind of stuck and just became my identity online. And I actually spoke with like a person who does branding for a job. Like that's their career. That's what they make a living out of. And they're like, yeah, you know, if you're going to call yourself something, make it universal, make it something that, that, that is a recognizable name. That is something that identifies you and only you. And so I did with that name. So I'm AKA the other guy on, on like all this other stuff. And I, I don't know. I like it. You know, I'm, I'm really, I really enjoy it. So for anyone who really wanted to know why I don't really use my full name on here or my real name on here, um, it's just because it was a name that kind of stuck for years and uh, I continue to use it. Will I change it? No. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how I'm known as now. So I guess I can't change it. But I don't know. I just felt compelled to share that little bit uh, right there. Um, and I also wanted to share another quick story because I am a weirdo and I don't know. Uh, I guess this is the part, this is usually the section where I just talk about stuff that's been happening lately. So I'm going to talk about stuff that's been happening lately. Um, so as, as, as you all know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the show before. I said, I think I even did a whole episode on it. I, I suffer from depression. Uh, something I didn't, uh, di something I didn't diagnose myself. A doctor was kind enough to let me know. <laughs> uh, as such though, I have a hard time interacting in public. I'm a bit of an introvert and that's tough because my job involves talking to other people. I have to interact with the big wild world, wide, bleh, the big wild world. So as to be not off-putting or insufferable, I have a tendency to exaggerate my reaction to things. I'm not really sure where that came from. I think it was a way to kind of hide the fact that I am either anxious or depressed or whatever. It was a coping mechanism, a defense mechanism to make sure that people didn't really know that I may be having trouble. Um, I prefer that way. I don't want people to have to be burdened by my issues, which I know is kind is very, it's not even kind of, is very hypocritical when it comes to the online friend simulator, because this is where I want people who are suffering as much as I am to open up and talk to me and tell me what's going on in their world. Uh, like I do here. I mean, I do share a lot. I learned that today, how much I share and how much people like, know about me and how little I know about other people. If they listen to the show and are fans, like I have met some of you out there and it is again, kind of, it's a, uh, it's really, 
surprising and really a slap in the face of reality for me. That don't think that actually worked as a phrase uh, when I find out or when I realize, hey, you know way more about me and you know a lot about my life. And that's kind of what I do here is I share a lot of my life on here. So I always get a little surprised. But anyway, so I do exaggerate my reactions. So when I smile, I smile big. When I laugh, I laugh hard and so on and so forth. I think it's why people loved me when I worked at a movie theater so long ago. Uh, no bragging. It's just a weird thing that I did. Um, I, I mean, yeah, like it was weird how my exaggerations really helped me pe- make people feel comfortable uh, in a, in an environment like that. And people seemed to like it. And they told management and management told me and I was like, okay, great. I'm like whatever people and other employees noticed. And it was weird. I don't like getting attention. I don't like getting noticed. I just am friendly because I want to be friendly. I want to be nice. I, I think there's not enough nice and friendly people in the world. And people often and understandably just let their emotions get away from them. And I, I try not to be that way. I think <laughs> anyway, so when I encountered a parking attendant in my current job, who was in a good mood, I oft, I actually get where they're coming from because, you know, they have to interact with people all the time. So I get it. I totally get why they want to be cordial and social and jokey. But in this particular case, there was one parking attendant who joked about what I owed for the parking. And in all honesty, I hear it all the time. It's the kind of joke I would use at the concession stand when I worked in the movie theater so many years ago. So I didn't really actually find the joke particularly funny, but I knew I had to react or be ousted as a robot or something. Uh, Ousted as the cyborg robot hybrid that I really am. So I gave this huge shocked look just as I normally would if anyone else had done the exact same type of joke because I did hear the same type of joke last the, the week before the week prior by someone else and they didn't react as uh, like this person did I was actually not prepared <laughs> to receive this reaction because this woman started cracking up I mean laughing like it was the funniest thing she'd seen all day. And it was for a good five minutes. It was genuine. And it was so contagious that other people who were coming into the parking garage waiting to get their ticket were laughing too. And I was laughing. I like I found it funny. Her laugh really was contagious. It was infectious. But apparently I really looked funny when she said the cost of my ticket, which is like it was like two bucks, but she said it was 50 or whatever. And she thought it was hilarious, hilarious. And it was weird. I, I was so kind of taken aback by that reaction. I didn't, I almost didn't know, you know, I'm almost, uh, I'm so glad I shouldn't say almost. I'm so glad that I'm, that I'm trained to kind of react the way I do because I would have hated, like absolutely hated if I didn't react at all, you know? Which is really kind of my my standard. Well, I guess it is my standard, right? I guess my standard is to react and react big. But I just wasn't expecting that laughter. So uh, I guess it just goes to show it's good to be depressed. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. But uh, yeah, um, that's what's been happening 
that's a couple of weird little things that were on my mind that I just, I don't know why I wanted to share that. I just, I guess just in case you guys did the same thing. I don't know if you react, overreact or exaggerate your reactions to things, but um, I do because I have a theory as to why I did it. Cause growing up, I wasn't really allowed to have a lot of negative feelings. Um, and when I say I'm not allowed, like instead of trying to fix what was wrong, like trying to not fix, but just like find out what was wrong. It was more of a punishment if I was upset over something or angry or sad or whatever. So I have learned this is again a theory. I don't really know if this is true, but I learned, I feel, I learned that, that it wasn't right to show emotion and instead only show positive emotion. And that's what I do, uh, especially around um, family. <sighs> anyway, uh, Let's move on to something a little more light and bubbly. I saw the movie yesterday. No, not like yesterday, yesterday. The movie title is called Yesterday. Schmackety schmackety doo. Why did they name this movie yesterday? They could have named it anything else. They could have named this movie anything else, but they named it yesterday uh this is the latest danny boyle flick about an otherworldly phenomenon that erases the beatles as well as um, other things from our world i will keep most of the stuff a secret because that's part of the fun and the joke of the movie but the main conceit is that the beatles and their music are forgotten except for one man who happens to love the band and happens to be a talented musician go figure so with his knowledge, he decides to make a name for himself on some of the most iconic music in the world. Did I? I don't think I... I feel like I stole that from something, but I just wrote it out. <laughs> it sounds like I am going to... If I'm going to review a movie, this is how... I, or if I'm going to put a synopsis for a movie, this is how I would do it. But it feels like I stole it from something, but I didn't. I just wrote it out uh, yesterday. And that's how it sounds really manufactured. <laughs> anyway... Uh, my brief review for this movie is that it's good. I mean, look, I like Beatles music. I don't love it. It's not like something I need to listen to all the time, always. But I did. I do enjoy uh, Beatles, music, Beatles music. If I hear it on the radio, if I hear it in my, I don't, I don't have it on my Spotify playlist. I kind of have been inspired to add it to my Spotify playlists based off of the movie. We'll see. Maybe I will. Uh, it was, like I said, it was really good. Um, but it doesn't make much sense in other ways. Um, in, in, in like how things happen, like it, it's a really kind of just you have to really suspend your disbelief, which is fine. It's a it's a, it's kind of a big leap, a big separation of disbelief, but that's fine. Uh, even the happy ending is a little bit suspect, I would say just how things wrapped up. But overall, I thought it was a really fun, feel good movie. I thought the jokes were really well done. Uh, it wasn't all British humor. The music was well played and well sung by the main actor. The cameo was cool. Like, it could have easily blown up in the face of the rest of the movie, but the cameo was 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 pretty pretty decent, and I thought the acting was grand. I I actually really enjoyed all of the actors in this movie. It's a bit of a love story, 
uh, it's a bit of a sci-fi-ish film, and uh, it's a what-if story. And when you mesh kind of those all thing, all those things together into something like this, you, for me, it's something that's fun and 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 just an entertaining watch. And in all honesty, I'm glad I watched it because I really wanted to see a happily ever after type of movie. You know, I was good. It was between this and Anna, which is a you know the Basson movie, Luke Basson movie of a untouchable fighting machine that is this this rather lanky <laughs> model-esque blonde woman which is fine the fight scenes in the trailer were actually really cool and i'm a big fan of fight scenes i don't care if it's realistic or not i just like a good fight scene and anna looked to have that but i don't think he would have had a very happily ever after type of event maybe he did i don't know but I wanted something like that because, you know, the past haunts me every once in a while. And I remember someone telling me that I would never had that, that happy endings and happy ever afters never really exist, don't actually exist. And I realized that this is a movie, but, and that it's going to exist in a movie, but I think that that thing does exist in the world and in my current emotional and psychological state i really needed something that ended happy that ended well that that was feel good because yeah <laughs> that should give you an idea of how i've been feeling lately but uh, one aspect though of this movie aside from the happy ending one big aspect of yesterday is how it revolves around creativity because the main character jack that's the character's name uh people kept questioning him they kept questioning how he came up with all of this amazing and catchy music. Especially when his first music, his first songs, the songs that he originally made, weren't they weren't really well received or anything. People didn't really like them. And yet here he was, moments after he kind of failed a gig, or not, well, kind of failed a gig, I guess, he comes up with you know, Beatles music and people are like blown away. So it got me thinking about how someone told me that podcasting was an extension of creativity. And I guess that's true. But aside from podcasting and even doing some improv on other shows, my first kind of outlet for creativity was writing. I actually might have been drawing. I used to draw, but I'm a terrible artist. I mean, I've looked back at my art and I'm like, oof, I have no spatial record. I have no concept of space and spatial anything. Like, I, why did I even attempt it? What did I think I was trying to accomplish with this? So I'm glad I didn't stick with art because that is definitely not my forte. But writing is. And I used to write all the time when I was younger. Uh, next to reading was kind of my favorite ex escape. And actually, I wrote a kind of the bones of a story a couple years ago for NaNoWriMo, which is uh, this story is kind of a fantasy sci-fi, but I never finished it. So I actually started writing it over again uh, the other day and I might actually finish it. I mean, who knows? It's very possible that I'll finish this story. I hope so. Um Writing is something I'm actually passionate about. I just, for some reason, uh, laziness. No, it's not, not for some reason. Laziness and uh, and 
maybe my mental or my own mental health has prevented me from really kind of digging in and actually writing all of these story ideas that I have in my head. I have so many story ideas that I just kind of mull over and then I just move on with life. So hopefully this year I'll actually finish the story. Anyway, wow, I said a lot. Um, we're almost, geez, okay, we have time. I think I'm fairly certain we have time for a little bit of um, the main topic at hand today. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So, Bobby, Bobber, I've been talking a lot about kind of how I've been having a tough time with life. I'm a little out of sorts. I'm a lot out of sorts. Uh, I'm not well. And it brought me back to a time where I thought, you know what, I and this was suggested to me too by a friend. And I'm taking this seriously now, I guess, because I think I need to, because this isn't going away. It's been a month and a half and I'm still feeling this knot in my chest. I'm still feeling this heavy anxiety. Um which again I will not reveal its source, but there's a source to it. And I I can make a choice. And my choice is to rather stick with the source and let this continue on. Anyway, but I want to talk about therapy. <sighs> Another deep, dark subject, right? <laughs> like, oh, geez. Well, yes and no and yes. Look, it's, <laughs> it's what I got for now, all right? I mean, I will probably end up most definitely talking about uh, San Diego Comic-Con and other things in the next few uh, OFSs, but for now it's going to be this. So I think I should start from the very beginning, which is a very good place to start. <laughs> Without going into too much detail, like I said, I've been suffering from depression, with depression all, life, all my life, really. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to call it when I was a kid. You know, I didn't know why I was so hard on myself as a child, why I had so much like self-hate and like negative self-talk and why I wanted to be terrible to myself as a young child. I mean, I can think of some things that happened that may have led to that, but I think that was a development. I, I, I developed this, this mental business. And it wasn't until I was going through my separation and inevitable annulment of my last relationship a thousand years ago that um, I decided to see a therapist. Now, I needed to see this therapist because I, I was going through a lot of stuff, a lot of these terrible feelings, not necessarily similar to what I'm, it's not, not really like what I'm feeling now. This is a very different feeling than I'm feeling now, but I was feeling all sorts of terrible. And I went because I thought my ex at the time was going to, uh, little did I know that she was doing other things, other nefarious things, but I went to see a therapist now, this therapist was a doctor, a psychiatrist, and she diagnosed me with a few things like depression and anxiety and PTSD, which in all honesty, I was like, PTSD, I thought that was like a, I thought that was a thing that you get that, that, that like soldiers get, like, why would I get that? That doesn't make any sense. And it was, um... It was a response to when I uh, would I, when I told my therapist at the time, like I can't touch anybody. My ex has made me afraid to touch people in general, and 
I would jump away or I would, you know, I would flinch or something. And she said, oh, well, yeah, well, that's part of, you know, and I, and like all of these memories would flood back or all of these things would flood back and I would just feel just scared. And that was, I guess, a, um, that was, I guess, PTSD. Who knew? I had no idea. I had no idea. But to help me, you know, she listened and gave me exercises and, you know, told me to write in this book and write out your thoughts and only allow yourself this amount of time to think about this X, Y, and Z. Uh, give yourself, don't, don't, don't let it overwhelm you and, you know, allow yourself to feel these feelings, but don't allow yourself to feel them all the time, which I thought was easier said than done, lady. Like, come on. <laughs> I can't, I just, I didn't have that, that control. So what she ended up doing, which was a godsend, let me tell you, was she prescribed to me antidepressants. And boy, that work. I mean, I never felt sad. I functioned like a normal human being. I got things done. I discovered new things. I... I mean, I didn't really kind of feel the same kind of joy that I used to, but that's fine. It didn't, I didn't, it didn't matter that things weren't all bright and shiny, shiny, sunny and shiny. Things did become more gray, but they never turned black. Like I, like things that used to really just punch me in the gut didn't punch me in the gut anymore. Like, it was a great alternative, I guess. I mean, I often, whenever I mention the times I was using that, when I was on the drug, I was like, ah, I don't really, I'm not a fan, you know. And I wasn't really a fan of how I felt, but it was better than than feeling like utter loss and other, like I'm drowning in my own emotions. Well, one thing led to another, though. It was a short-lived joy. I had to give up my therapist, and I had to give up the drugs cold turkey, and as such, went through some major whiplash. No one ever tells you <laughs> that if you have to cut cold turkey, that emotions become intensified. Bam! A hundredfold. I felt everything like I was on... I've never, had, I've never been on E!, I'm assuming this is how E would feel if it were a an emotion enhancer. Like everything felt a million times worse. I don't think it ever felt a million times better. That's the thing. It never had the highs. I never had like the cool manic highs. It was a lot of really terrible lows. Um, and it stayed with me I, to some degree today. Like I still kind of react and feel way more than I think if I had not been on that. I think my brain chemistry has changed enough. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to self-diagnose myself. I'm just guessing. Maybe the next therapist I get, which will be sooner rather than later, will tell me otherwise because, you know, I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed doctor. But let's fast forward to today. Like I said, here I am. Anxiety screwing with me, a knot in my chest, an uneasiness in my stomach. I've lost weight, dropping like a pant size in like a month. I'm, even though I'm still squishy, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still squishy, so that's fun. But I feel different. 
And it's so much so that, that, like I said, I will be, I, I am thinking, well, I'm not even thinking about therapy. I have scheduled it. I'm fairly sure I need it. Now, I don't know if I need the drugs or anything, but it's because, well, not, I, I guess it's not because of the late weight, weight loss, which I think was dramatic and, you know, who knows, maybe I'll regain my appetite again to, to curb my feelings. I used to eat. I used to, uh, I ate to make myself feel better, to give myself some peace. Uh, you know, food was my therapy for many years. And then I kind of didn't cut a cold turkey, obviously, but like I, I stopped for the most part. And that might not be such a big, big issue because I'm still eating. Like I'm not anorexic or anything. I'm not like eating. I'm not like going on a fast or what, not fast, like hunger strike or something. I don't know what it's called anyway, but I am self-sabotaging. <clears throat> I'm doing a bunch of irrational things. I'm not allowing myself the chance to be happy. I found things that in my life, people, I found things in my life that it could bring me some joy. And my first instinct is to kill it with fire and then stomp on it and then light it up again. This is why I need to be stopped. This is why I need to go back. And look, I don't think everyone needs to see a therapist because I know people say that. Like, everyone should see a therapist. Even a therapist should see a therapist. I, I don't really think that everyone should need a therapist. Uh, I, I don't think it hurts if you do. Like, you're not going to hurt yourself for seeking, you know, a third-party opinion. But, I mean, we're all kind of going through some kind of business, right? And sometimes there's only so much a friend can do. Even an online friend simulator. <laughs> like I hear, I'm here, right? I'm here to help where I can. But even I know that there are limits and I have limits and people have limits. So personally, I'm going to go to one who will hopefully provide me with some something. Hell, I'll take the drugs again, <laughs> you know, medication to calm this storm of neurotransmitters in my head, you know. I'll take anything because right now I'm a little desperate. I mean, I'm, I don't care what de techniques this person gives me to fight these demons, whatever it is. All I know is right now I'm not doing so hot and I could really use the help. Unfortunately, I've had some help um, meeting up with some friends today specifically. Like that was nice. It helped a little bit, but I need, I definitely think I need professional help. I think we, I think if, um, I think we all do at some point, uh, no, I didn't say we all do. I, I already said we, I don't think we all do, but here I am saying we all do. I don't think we all do, but I think, I think if, if you are like me, who's likes to self-sabotage, which I found out why, again, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is how true this is, but I'm going to, I'm going to put out this theory for you guys. Tell me what you think. God, this is going to be a long, long episode. Sorry, guys. Think about this. Actually, it won't. I just looked at the time. It's not going to be that bad. Okay, good. I'm all over the place. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> so, our brains like to protect us from danger. They like to protect us from the unfamiliar. That's why we're, we can be afraid of the dark. That's why we can be afraid of the unknown. That's why we are afraid of all these certain things, you know, 
when we see a snake, we don't know if it's poisonous or not, but that not knowing makes our brain think, okay, we'll just assume it's poisonous and get away, you know, or bugs. We know bugs can carry disease or, you know, can bite you and sting you and poison you. So we stay away from most bugs because you don't, our brain just like, we don't know for sure. So let's just, let's just save ourselves. So we often try to put ourselves in a place of safety and security. As such, I found myself in a situation that potentially could have been amazing, could have been awesome. But my brain was like, oh, no, 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 no. Retreat. Back to safety. Destroy. Burn. Ruin this potentially awesome thing. Because you are afraid of what may happen. And I was afraid. I am afraid. I was petrified. And here I am now in a situation where I can't seem to calm myself anymore. I think about the situation. I think about this, this potentially, I mean, it is, it was life. It is and was life changing because I, it has changed my life right now. I am thinking differently. I am different. And I wanted to burn a, and it's a good thing. And yet here I am. I want to throw it in a wood chipper instead of nurturing it and wanting something potentially very good in my life. And I am just ridiculous and terrible as a human being. And so my brain made sure that I would sabotage it to the greatest possible extent. And I did, and I probably still will. And I think it's because there's a part of me that doesn't believe I deserve to have any type of thing that actually makes me happy. Actually, that's not true. That's a lie. That's a huge and utter lie because I did allow myself to be happy. I was, I was, I, I was in so many different situations where I allowed myself to be happy. I worked for, a, I worked for a video game company for like a, a half a year, which was a huge, huge risk. But I did it because I wanted to be happy. I pursued a girl because I was attracted to them and I thought they would bring me happiness. And they did for a very long time. You know, I do a lot of things like I do allow myself to be happy. But I think because for the last however number of years, I, there's just been parts of my life that I'm like, it's it's a sad and depressing world in this part of in part of my brain and part of my life that when something was allowing it to change when there was something there that was allowing it to be different my my brain got scared and and pushed it away and i did it and i did it and i and i every time i did it i'm like why am i doing this the funny thing is my i would my mouth was talking my 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 hands were moving my my body was whatever and my head was like why are you doing this why are you destroying this why are you ruining this why are you blowing this up why 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 you moron, <laughs> why are you doing this? So that's why I know for sure things need to change. And I think, I think there's still a stigma to therapy. Even though some affluent folk uh, seem to be okay with it, uh, the general population is just more content with like words from the internet 
or advice animals or Facebook memes that tell us to just hang in there. That seems to be our method of therapy now. A lot of us are probably okay and can survive our toughest moments with those right emotional, emotional, those right emotivational quotes. You know, maybe there's a Bible verse that'll help put your mind at ease. But for me, I need more. My brain has always been a screwed up thing. I'm amazed I have the friends that I have. I'm amazed that anyone tolerates me. I'm amazed that anyone had, I'm amazed anyone loved me back in the day because even then I was screwed up. But up until recently, I've been keeping it all under control. And I think it's because I didn't have to interact with a lot of people. But now that I'm no longer under control, my brain, I can barely keep my head on straight. And I am struggling. So I'm all for therapy of all sorts. I know some of it is hogwash, but it helps you. That's all that matters. Just do what you can to be better. Don't settle for the pain and anguish like I did because it all goes back to that hope episode because I thought I'd be in my own personal hell forever until I was dead. That all I was doing was marking off the days from the calendar until something happened or I became an old man yelling at the clouds. I thought I had, there's nothing better in my life and I really want something better. Go figure. I would screw something good up, but I figure this. And I apologize for this ahead of time, but I thought, I'm like, oh, this is going to be clever. I'm going to write this down. This is going to be so clever. But if the crew of the NCC 171D was, were cool with having a half bitazoid, half human to help them with their problems, why can't, be, why can't we be cool with some rando who will give us more or less impartial advice and maybe some drugs to help us? Are we better than Data? If all else fails with friends and an online friend simulator, go find your Deanna Troy. I am embarrassed by that exact paragraph that I wrote thinking this is going to be clever and nerdy and give my geek cred a little bit of, bo- a little bit of a boost. What is wrong with me? So there you go. Uh, therapy, therapy, therapy. Hopefully it helps you out. Okay. Ah. <sighs> Let's get into an email that I neglected to see back about a, a whole two weeks ago. I, again, terrible human being, so please do not be surprised that I unfortunately forgot, or did not forget, but I was unaware of this email. So, I'm going to read bits of this email. Uh, I'll keep some of it, because, you know, it's an email, and I'm always happy to receive email. You can send it to ofsshow at gmail.com. This is from Jay, who says, Dude, recently discovered your OFS podcast as I was researching names for a new podcast I'll be starting later this year. Decided to give it a listen, and although some random people's podcasts I stumble upon are usually awful, I have to say I love yours. I Just kind of crazy. The first episode I listened to was your Japan trip, and thing is, I'm all about Japan and all things Japan. I was learning to speak Japanese back in 2006 and even created a, an, an iPhone game where you can learn hiragana katakana. So I'm listening along, and then I hear your Han Solo sample, I instantly start cracking up. I'm also a huge Star Wars fan, although some of the latest films uh, kind of kill my soul. I casually run a... Uh, oh, yeah, so I'm not ready, but I'll put that out later, because um, I'm not sure how much they want. There's stuff known. Anyway, anyway, I subscribed to the podcast, and I'm loving it. I actually wanted to chat with you about the Your Reason Hope episode, and I had a lot of thoughts, questions about that. But before I go... Um, oh yeah, uh, I hit him back with a reply and I did. Thank you, Jay, for that uh, email. 
OFSShow@gmail.com. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, Japan. I love Japan. I, I hope you get a chance to go. I don't know if you've gone. Uh, it sounds like you haven't, but if you do, it's an amazing place. I am ready to go back again. I'm so ready to live there, as I mentioned in my show. But um, Japan was probably my favorite trip I've done. Um, and I really haven't been that many places, but that one, that one definitely is number one on my list so far. And like I said, I've only been to about a handful of places. As for Star Wars, I get you, man. Um, I am a casual Star Wars fan, if that. Uh, I actually am not a huge fan of any of the movies, so you can crucify me all you'd like. But I love characters. I love the, the lore. I love uh, a lot of the ideas that come from Star Wars. As a matter of fact, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars The Old Republic, which is where my fandom really lies, because I really like that lore, and I really like that universe um, more than I like the Skywalker universe for some reason. I think it's just because I'm mad. But yeah, there you go. So I hope to hear from you soon. I, I, I did reply, so I just wanted to say thank you for writing in, and I look forward to what you got uh, to say next. So again, um, the OFS show at gmail.com. I said that like 500 times. <sighs> All right. I think that's it. Just a little bit of housekeeping. I will be at San Diego Comic-Con this year with Mr. Josh Hawks of Points of Interest and Mr. Jeff Burns of Super Geeked Up and probably some other people whom I don't know yet, but I will be doing a panel, which will be, uh, I can't say <laughs> because I'm not allowed to, but I am on a panel. Um, so if you want to check it out, when the program comes out, it'll be all about the bronies. Yes, folks, I was a, I guess, a casual fan for a girl. <laughs> it's always, why is it always for a girl? Jesus Christ, I'm a sad man. I'll be, but I'll be there at San Diego Comic Con all weekend. I think minus preview night, because I'll be working that afternoon. So I don't think I'll be able to make it out. But if you're down at the gas lamp and you see a tallish brown gentleman wearing a Darkwing Duck Batman animated series mashup t-shirt be sure to say hello i'm really excited I'll be repping uh no ordinary nerd anything sincere sarcasm and of course points of interest so check it out all right wow we made it we survived you know the email address ofsshow at gmail.com you can text or voicemail the show. I love a good text. I love a good voicemail. 347-450-4335. I did receive one from Tommy, but I wasn't sure if it was for this one or for the defunct <laughs> uh, sincere sarcasm. But uh, if it's for this one, I'll play it. It was. It's, it's of course, uh, hilarious. So, uh, But anyway, uh, I wasn't too sure. Uh, any, uh, also, uh, the website, if you want to leave a comment on anything that I talked about, if you have any ideas, thoughts, or you just want to check out the other shows that I'm on, sincerecarcasm.net. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at aka the other guy. I, I explained why I am the other guy, aka the other guy. It is my moniker. I am the other guy. All right, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to be back with something much lighter, I hope, in the next uh, time you and I meet. But for now, please, please take care of yourselves. Hopefully you two will find your happy ending. And please know that you have a friend in me. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.